Hey, Peaches. Hi, Peaches. Welcome to Let's Talk Peaches, the podcast. We're your hosts, Nicole and Lindsay. Let's Talk Peaches is a community where all humans come to have raw, authentic, open, and respectful conversations about various topics. Nothing is off the table. All topics are welcome. Get ready to dive in and explore the uplifting as well as the extremely uncomfortable. Be sure to come back and check us out every week. We put out new episodes every Monday. If you're new, thank you so much for tuning in and welcome. And if you're a returning peach, thank you so much for tuning back in. We appreciate that so much. We appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, we appreciate So much appreciation. All right, let's dive into the episode. Hello, Peaches. Hi, Peaches. Welcome back for another episode of Let's Talk Peaches, the podcast. So happy to have you here. Yeah. Hope you're enjoying November. I know. Hope and everyone's... getting super excited for yeah. the dinner, the, mm-hmm. the food. Hope everyone had a good new moon. Yeah. Good mm-hmm. holiday vibes are coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, good moon energy is coming in. Yeah. It's a really potent time for manifesting <laughs> in the current. So get on, get on it. I'm serious. <laughs> I'm so serious because it's like it's like the tone. If you are in high vib- vibration right now, it will set the tone for the rest of the year. Oh, but if you're in low vibration right now, that also sets oh. the tone. So we want to keep it high. We want to keep it high. Do things to make you happy. Do things to make you excited. Put us on the right path here. Put, yeah, put yourself on a good path. Wow. Okay, well, with that in mind, we're super excited about this week's guest. Yes, we're here with Reagan Lumpkin. Mm -hmm. And we're super excited. She is a business coach and entrepreneur herself, Mm -hmm. has lots of good tips, was a lovely chat and conversational um, conversation. So we talk about like business strategy as well, like her services, as well as self-trust and trusting yourself in being an entrepreneur and how that plays into kind of like the mental game, the whole the whole practice of the whole process of the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Lots of really good nuggets in here. If you're starting your own business and or just like trying to learn how to self-trust and get over some imposter syndrome it's not just about the structure and or it's not just about the strategy of being a business coach and while that is important while that is very important it's also you know what's going on below the iceberg you know yeah what's what's happening beneath the surface (laughs) and how does that affect what sort of output we have yeah also um definitely listen to the end because our peachy clean is hilarious oh my god so funny (laughs) hilarious okay so with that said i think it's cool to just dive right in yeah we'll be right back with with reagan brb Okay, Peaches, we have the lovely Reagan here with us. Hello, Reagan. Hi, I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, we had a little We've bit had a bit of, of a journey, a technical Peaches. Getting started. We like to start off every episode by asking, What's up, Peach? How's your day going? How's your week going? Oh, I love it. I actually knew that because I listened to some previous episodes. Ah, yay! <laughs> Prepared. <laughs> we love it. Really well. So my husband just got a uh, a remote job. So we're fully like nomadic together. And today was our first day working from home together, like as a fully remote um, unit. Yes. Oh, I love that. <laughs> and it was so fun because at like 3.30 p.m. we just got to walk around our neighborhood and I'm a huge Halloween fan and they decorate so like extra in my neighborhood. And I was like, oh my God, like this is my life right now. Like it's so, I'm just so, you know, grounded in gratitude. I'm like, wow, this is crazy. So my day's been chef's kiss. We love to hear High that. Praise. What did your husband do? And now what does your husband do now that they he can be remote? 
Yeah. So he worked at an aviation company as a business partner, which is just a fancy way of saying like he was on the HR side where it was a lot of disciplining and firing and all the stuff that you see on TV, like, you know, the typical HR role. And now he moved into the fun side, which is recruiting. So getting people in positions and it's a fully remote company. So it's really, really just so exciting. I love the remote life. Oh God. Yeah. I was apprehensive about it at first and then it really opened up a lot of opportunity. Like even you said you guys took a walk at like Mm -hmm. 3 p.m. That was usually, I mean, when did you have the opportunity to do that in Before. office yeah. with your with your partner and then you can you can go anywhere live anywhere the mm-hmm. opportunities like and there are pros limits. and cons to to each i guess but i think for me for my biological makeup like working from home working remotely i should say is Oh, it's yeah. kind of nice. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, glad to hear the day was cute. It was a good day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to dive in. And for people who have never heard of you before, do you want to give a little rundown of who you are and what you do? Yeah. Hi, everyone. My name is Reagan Lumpkins. I am the CEO of Reagan Storm LLC, and I'm an online business coach. So I help women entrepreneurs especially in the online space. So coaching service provider, um, get booked out in their first offer and eventually replace their nine to five paycheck so they can go full time in their business. So I just love what I do so much. I basically just help women make sure that they know that wealth and you know their dreams and passion can coexist because for so long, we think we have to give up one or the other. How do we get there? Where were you before that? Or did you, like, how did we get here <laughs> oh y'all it has been a ride it has yeah been i've always been the person where i didn't know what i was doing in life so mm-hmm. but i've been really good at faking it right like i did really well in high school i did really well in my bachelor's degree but like i never knew what i wanted to do so i was the girl who like went to her career counselor like three times mm. um my bachelor's degree just trying to figure out what i would do so i decided in sociology and i um got my first corporate i say i do air quotes because i don't even know how to even describe my job but i was a behavioral and cognitive coach so i worked with kids who had behavioral disorders and it was um, not what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. Y'all ever like get into a situation and you're like, oh God, how do we, how do we get here? Oh, yeah. for sure. For sure. And so I was just like in that position for a while and I was like, okay, I do not want this. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't want this at all. And so I actually, my first step into entrepreneurship was blogging, like a lifestyle blogging, influencing. Like, I really thought like that would be my calling and, um, that wasn't it either. I always tell people just like take your next best step. And so I got I did that for I think a year or so and what kind of happened was like I'm lacking purpose. Like this isn't really bringing joy. And so the first thing I ever created in the world was called my quarter life crisis averted workshop because I felt like all of us 20 somethings were like what are we doing with our life? I don't want to work forever. And what I found with working with people is they really just wanted to start their own business. And that's kind of how I got into business coaching. And I went and just self-taught all these marketing and sales strategy. And 
just a, now I've been doing it for two years and just again, taking that right next step. And so I've really landed in this of like business coaching and a lot of mindset coaching and nervous system work. Mm -hmm. um, and that's just kind of my wild story of how I kind of got here. Okay. Question though. Do you think that your year or so of influencing or going down that path helped you to land where you are now? Yeah, for sure. Because a lot of it is what you take into creating a business because you have to create a brand for yourself and you have to learn about the Instagram, you know, algorithm and what that looks like. And it was such an easy transition for me because I had been in that world of creating and now I got to step into it more fully and get paid for the work I was doing. Isn't that fun? Yeah. 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 It's, it's fun to get paid for like what you're good at. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. We're, we're working our way there. Yeah. Working yeah. on it. Yeah. You guys are going to get there. I'm like <laughs> in full belief. How hard was it for you? How difficult was it to keep making those transitions from like realizing this isn't it this isn't where I feel connected and I'm going to try something else I feel like that can be a very hard sort of choice to make and sometimes it feels like starting over and mm -hmm. that can feel really intimidating that is such a great question I don't think anyone has ever asked me that I like really love it I would just be bummed by the end of it and I'd be like this still isn't what I wanted to do, but I am like headstrong. I'm like, I, I'm very like, I, I want more. Like, I want to know what it feels like to be in alignment. I want to know what it feels like to actually wake up and enjoy yourself. And I, and I think what really happened is like, there's just a lot of like timing with things. Like the first thing that got me stepping into a business was like this beautiful timing of where I was supposed to be at this girl's wedding like dress try on she canceled it and so I had a free afternoon on a Friday and I got on a business webinar right it was just like all these little things but I think the hardest part it's more about your ego right I was like oh I gotta tell people I'm changing again I had bought a website a domain called surefire floral where I was creating like fake floral arrangements and I was like okay this is canceled <laughs> so it's not like anyone else really cared but I was just like okay, how do I work with this through my ego? Because this is all just my mean girl voice, right? But I'm also like, it's one of those things where you look back and you're really thankful. You're like, okay, it was pretty messy. But like, I'm so thankful it happened this way. I don't know how I would have got here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's some, there's two things that you said that like really resonated with me. It's like this idea of like, we like I just, you were like, I don't want to work all the time or I don't want to like work forever and stuff. And it's like, even, even like in the, in the midst of us kind of building this brand for ourselves, mm -hmm. like, um, we still have nine to five jobs that we're doing during the day. And then a lot of the stuff we're doing at night after work on the weekends, like putting it, in, putting in the time when we can. Yeah. And it's all, it's like, it's, it's funny because I, I think we do work more right now, but it's in pursuit to like like have a better quality of job if you will like so when I do work I feel really fulfilled and then but also I'm working so that I can live like I want to work so that I have a life and I'm I'm curious to know how like I'll retire later in life like if I will or if it will just transition into like some other thing because I do really enjoy putting my time into something that is meaningful to me and then like getting paid for it just like validates it all in like 
makes it feel good. So I thought that was like a really interesting first step or first point. And then you also, you talked about uh, the ego stuff, which is like very interesting. And I think that I've never thought of that before, but I, I think it's a very valid point. Like people... Uh, we hear like it's never too late to like start living your life or like change up your life and I've like never thought about the fact that some people may be holding back on that for the perception of like somebody oh they're changing up their career again yeah whoop-de-doo oh my god and that I could totally see that being a thing and like being a fear yeah our ego whoo she is can I yeah. some here? She's yeah. A, she's oh, for she's sure. A, oh, yeah, for bitch. sure. Yeah. She, yeah. Is, she is so mean or here. Yeah. Like, it is not a thing. <laughs> you think about, like, that initial thought, like, okay, I want to switch it up. And then what are the things that you have to think about when you decide, when you're starting to make that decision? And a lot of the times it, it, it it's like, am I, do, am I ready to put in the work and then be, like, are, what are people going to think? Is Are people going to support me? Like, is my family going to make, like, judge it? Or are they not going to, are they not going to feel I f- good? I feel like this is like the, the, I, we don't, we never really think about, we think, when we think of business and like business coaches, we, we definitely want like the, the statistical, logistical help. But I also, we also don't think a lot about um, the emotional and the, the psychological emotional, moments that yeah, come into that play that kind as well. of are also really important. Oh, yeah. And I always tell people strategy is easy. Like that's the easy part, right? You know, the branding yourself, the content, the creating your framework, like that's really easy. The really hard part is minding those thoughts that are so intrusive and really getting in your nervous system that's out of whack. Like that's the hardest part. And that's what and if you can really work on that and have someone to create a space for that, like that's how you really create longevity within a business. Because I always tell people like entrepreneurship is like the most vulnerable work you'll do. And it's like a flashlight to every insecurity you've ever had. Like it's just a lot right there. Right. And so if you can learn how to work through that and deal with that and create new thoughts, like the strategy auto corrects and it starts to work faster. How many out of all of your clients, like in your client pool, how often would you say you have to focus on like less of like the logistics and the strategy and more on on the emotional side for your clients and then for you? I think the more you get into it, the more you focus on the actual being side. And I have a, I have like two different programs. So I have like programs for people who are in the very beginning and it's a lot of structure. So that's a lot of like strategy, but we do a lot, like almost on every call, I'm sure I coach multiple people on mindset stuff. So it's like, it just kind of depends where you're at. If you're in the beginning, I think a lot of structure is really nice. So you can kind of like, figure out, okay, what do I want to sell? How do I want to talk about this? Like, how do I feel good about selling? And then there's also a part of, am I an imposter, right? Right, right. Am I good enough to do this? I'm weird about pricing myself and getting paid. Like, it's always there. And so I really work on the thoughts more than the strategy because I'm like, you can understand the strategy, but if you think you're unworthy of being paid, like, none of this is going to work. Or if it'll work, it'll feel very painful like painful it will be like the ball and chain of your business career 
Like you yeah. won't get you won't get anywhere. Like you'll get places twice as slow. We think like the money will change how we feel. Like we always are like, oh, I'm gonna feel so much better when I'm at these like glorious 10k months everybody talks about. But you're feeling your human experience day to day only changes when you really work on who you're being and what you're thinking. So I do a lot of that. It's so weird how interconnected it is to sales because we don't really think that way. I think that like your everything starts with your mindset. And then if that's not good, then it's not going to be good in the end. Like, and I think, I think back to we, a lot of the times, like younger me would have looked at my life now and been like, oh, like you have all of those things that you wanted, but like there's still something missing in like now, now ways. Like maybe it's not, ex- I'm not, I'm not totally satisfied. There's always something that you're reaching for maybe, but I don't know. It has to, it's like, if you're not, if you're not confident in yourself, if you're not fully connected to what you're doing or where you are, it's not going to matter how many dollar bills that you have in your bank account or what your title is Mm -hmm. or all of those things. And what I see a lot is sometimes we go into business thinking it's going to like fix us, like it's going to make us feel better. And what I really teach my clients is like, let your business just be what it needs to be, which is a business, right? Let your like, let that be what it needs to be. And also, where can we find like, who are you outside of all this, right? And you can get really lost in that. And that impacts our ability to create momentum to hit our next milestone to get that next great idea, because we're continually just like, our business has to make us feel good. And I'm like, well, let's make ourselves feel good. And then our business will work. (laughs) Yeah. Totally. Something that I think you had mentioned uh, before, like while we were emailing each other, is the idea of self-trust. And I'd love it if you could go into what you mean by self-trust and mm-hmm. how how much of a role and how important of a role does it play in, in, the, in the whole process. Kind of sharing my story a little bit will kind of give insight of like what is not self-trust and yes. how it plays out. So like my first year of business, I just got told what to do, right? And I took it and I went for it and I was doing all these crazy things. Like I was constantly in people's DMs. I was feeling like I had to create offer after offer after offer. I felt like, you know, the only way I could succeed is to do it like someone else, right? Mm -hmm. And what happened was I was just super burnt out. I felt really out of integrity of my values. I just felt like thinking on my own wasn't a thing. I kind of got in this like robotic mode of, building a business and what and so in 2021 I was like okay we're not doing that again right that was a fun year learned a lot and I I got to think I'm like what is missing like what what is happening where I'm feeling unfulfilled I'm feeling like I can't succeed without someone else I'm feeling overwhelmed by everything I have to decide on and what it was a lack of is self-trust right And when we think about self-trust, it's the ability to like validate yourself. It's the Mm -hmm. ability to decide something on your own. It's the ability to feel good on your own outside of everybody else. And so I I pivoted into this. So I'm like, okay, what does self-trust look like for me? Where can I change, you know, all of the aspects of what I was doing that didn't really reflect who I was, right? Whether it be how I showed up or how I created something. And I realized like at the 
at the foundation of every CEO. When you think about a CEO who's just killing it, running their company like how they want to, it's because they mind their business and they trust themselves, right? They trust themselves and how they want to sell, how they want to create all these things. And I'm like, okay, this is a huge missing piece of the puzzle of entrepreneurship. Because you get in and you usually get a coach or do a course and you do this plug and play kind of crap. And then you move on and you're like, okay, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to make decisions. I don't know what I need. And I was like, okay, we're going to close the gap here. Like this is my mission, right? To get more people in the seat of really deciding how they want to run stuff. Because when you do that, you open the floodgates to so much. It kind of sounds like just being like super confident, like be confident, be sure sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. It's like if you were to go out in the world, like imagine like walking with your shoulders high, right? And you're just like, you have the eye on the prize and you know how you want to get there. And you're like putting like your blinders on and you're not like getting sucked into everything you should be doing or what works best. Like you're really able to call the shots, whether it's a strategy or even the way you think and who you are, right? Like my brand, like I cuss a lot. My hair's always kind of messy. Like <laughs> that's who I am, right? Like, mm-hmm. but I trust myself that that's enough. It's almost, it's so tied into worthiness and identity. So how do we, how do we get there? How do we achieve yeah, self-trust? I love that question. So it's like, I, I call it a shower thought. Have you guys ever been in the shower and you just get like this download and you're like, oh, that's a really great idea. Or like, I should do this. So it's, it's your intuition. But I like to call it a shower thought because sometimes it's hard to pinpoint like what's intuition. And it's building that muscle. It's almost like like learning how to run a marathon. Like you don't go out and run, you know, all these miles. I don't even know how many how many miles do you run a marathon? Like twenty six or something. Oh god, like, I, you don't know. Know. I have no yeah. idea. <laughs> I'm not a marathon runner. <laughs> Me either. But you don't go out and run like all those miles. Like you go out and you run one mile one week, and then you add to it. Self trust is the same thing. It's like a muscle built. So like you you get a hit in the shower. You get the shower thought right. Maybe it's a post. Maybe it's calling someone that's on your mind. Maybe it's like a little bit of a business idea. And you follow through with it, right? And you see yourself through. And what you do is you build that muscle of listening to yourself and acting on it. It sounds like, okay, so it sounds like if you, it's like when you try it and then you realize like, oh, nothing bad happened. It's like positive association or reinforcement reinforcement and I think it would be it's kind of it's making me think of like a good process would be just like it's just like taking the first step so whatever however small you want that to be whether you said like sending a text to someone or or as big as I don't like applying for a job or whatever it is um take that first step and then grow on it a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more and then even when things necessarily let's say things don't go smoothly when things maybe go like not as we were anticipating um we realize that even when things go bad and let's say i maybe make a wrong choice it's i it's never the end of the world it's always a learning opportunity and it in turn like makes me grow even more yeah exactly it's all about safety so much of business and life is like safety and so it's like getting back to this place of okay i'm safe like nothing bad happened 
this 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 choice it was a choice it got me to xyz place right i'm good i'm safe i can keep moving forward right because once you feel safe like safe with money safe with listening to yourself safe with you know getting on the interweb on instagram and talking to like strangers right from this space of safety, right, you you can move forward in a lot of things. And so just building that muscle and being like, oh, yeah, like you said, like, I'm safe. I'm good. I can I can keep going. Nothing, nothing bad happened. I'm going to be like a cat and land on my feet, even if yeah. I fall. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> Do you have any advice for people who are kind of prone to spiraling and find it really hard to hmm. not think of worst case scenario and get out of that loop? The best thing to do is to investigate those thoughts, right? As soon as you get a thought, right? Okay, let's actually back up. First, we have to understand what a thought is. And a thought is just created like by a belief system. So a thought is not fact. I tell my clients all the time, a thought is not written in stone. Like nowhere does it say like Reagan will fail if X, Y, Z, right? And so it's first understanding that a thought is just a thought. It's actually not factual. It's not written in stone. And then it moves into like investigation. Like, okay, is this ultimately true? Like, when did I decide this? Where did this come from? All of these things. So if you were like, had like a thought about, you know, pricing and you felt because pricing is a huge thing, like being weird about, you know, charging, let's say like $1,500, right? We'd have to investigate that. Like, when when did you decide $1,500 was a lot of money? When did you decide people couldn't afford that, right? What what do you think about money? It's a lot of investigation. And through investigation, you can kind of find some clarity and you can begin to redirect these crazy thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. That's a theme Yeah, that not only I feel I'm like in the saying. podcast, but yeah. also just in my life <laughs> of just questioning questioning all the things like asking why and getting down getting down to the base and usually if it's if it's a negative thought uh it's usually not true it's usually brought on by either society or like some something that we've been taught by like tv shows and those are other people's opinions why is that wrong why is that good why is that bad Mm -hmm. and i you know it's it's interesting to take that uh, stroll down your psyche and yeah. and then realize, well, shit, that's that doesn't need to be there. That <laughs> barrier that I've put up, you know, uh-huh. and and having that little epiphany moment. Yeah, exactly right. And the thing is, if you don't do this work, even though you might not know what's happening, thoughts are running on autopilot right in the back of your brain so even if you can't like that's the whole purpose of investigating right because you probably don't even know what's happening inside of there right and then if it's it guides our action it guides how we see ourselves right it's like it's it's crazy i want to give this sort of personal example just in case people (laughs) just in case people have a hard time visualizing what this sort of ask question line is but Mm -hmm. i was recently I was recently like thinking about why do I have such a hard time? Let's even say let's we're, I'm so we're trying curious to, to see what this example like, is. Like it's such a I have such a but hard time where, like the idea going. of going up to someone in a coffee shop like if let's say I move to a new town and, and there's like someone I don't know and I want to like make a friend. The <laughs> idea of going up to talk to that person 
is like just terrifying to me. Yeah. And I, I'm just like so scared of it. And then if you ask why, like, why are you scared? Um, it, it's like, why am I scared? I, am I scared because they won't, they won't like me? Why wouldn't they? Li- why would I be scared that they wouldn't like me? If someone came up to me, would I be upset that they would be coming up to me? No, probably not. And like, if you ask those questions now, it's like, oh, then am I a people pleaser? Why am I worried about people? Like, then we get down to like, it's people a people pleasing tendency which is that that's what we need to work on why do i feel the need to please people <laughs> you know <laughs> it goes and it goes and it goes and, and it goes, goes and it goes and, it and then goes. you finally get to a root and at least like at, the, at least then the next time i experience like this extreme anxiety or nervousness and like not wanting to go talk to a stranger um <laughs> I can be like, okay, Nicole, like this is your mind sort of playing tricks on you, or or even like this is a this, this is, is sort of like a pattern you're... that you're trying to break. A pattern, and yeah. then you can see it, you can you can actually see it and not just feel it and ignore it, sort of, or like go r- like ride past it and just like go, keep going through the motions. But you can see the pattern and then actively try and break it. Yeah, exactly. And I don't feel like it's like a matter of fact of like having to always change our thoughts. I think our thoughts are our thoughts. And we have like a very human brain. But I think it's right there. It's like that awareness. So like, okay, we're gonna have this thought today, like we usually do. That's cool. And we're done. And I'm safe. And I'm good. And I'm gonna go talk to this person at the coffee shop. Yeah. Another question is, what is worst case scenario? What? Why? Why would it matter so much if I go up to this person and they're like, oh my god, what a weirdo? <laughs> like what? Like how would that influence my life to a point where I shouldn't do it? And the answer usually is like not. You know. Mm-hmm. So that's that's like. I don't know if that was the best example, but a little example no. of like asking questions and like paring down like a moment mm-hmm. that might be hold- like so that you don't hold yourself back anymore. So when would you say is a good time for a person to get a business coach involved? Like mm-hmm. what are the signs of like it's time to call Reagan? I think it's when you're like really in this like headspace of overthinking and overanalyzing and just really believing that maybe you're not made out for it because what you actually need is a a safe space for someone to be like, that's not the case. What's actually happening is here's, here's something strategy wise. Here's something with your mindset. I was like at my breaking point before I bought a business coach, bought, invest. We don't buy business coaches. (laughs) Um, I had invested in a lot of courses that promised, you know, quitting your job and promise passive income and all this BS. And it landed me at this place of being really confused, not knowing what to do. And if I could turn back time, honestly, I would get a business coach or a coach like right at the beginning, because what happens is you get lumped into a very generalized way of running a business. And that just doesn't work. What's really amazing about hiring a business coach and right from the get-go is like, you just know exactly what you need to do, right? You're not lumped into this course where 5,000 people are taking it. It's very generic. And you probably found the information on Instagram or YouTube for free, right? So it's really like, if you feel like really stuck It's not that you need another course or anything like that. What you need to do is be in the energy of someone who truly understands and can handhold you through the process specifically, right? What are your strengths? What what are your expertise? Like, how do you want to package it? Like all these things. What's your mindset issues? 
That's the thing that's always missed in a course, right? Or even in a group program is how do I think about myself? And so my, if you're like in it, in it, go for it right from the get-go, right? If you can figure it out, but if you're really just overthinking and thinking like, oh my God, I, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know I'm meant for this. Really find someone where you feel like they could actually help me. Are there good uh, sort of questions to ask maybe a potential business coach that could help you get the idea if they're the best person, best fit to help you with your business? Yeah. So a couple of questions could be like, you know, what what are your clients like? What are their results like? Right. So first kind of get an idea of, you know, their their whole I how they treat people, how they're actually able to give people results, right? Because the online education world, the coaching industry, it's not regulated. And I don't think it'll be regulated for a while. So it's really amazing to vet people out. You can ask them about their experience and what their coaching style is like, right? Some people, if you just like go on a strategy, like make sure you're going to a strategist, not a coach, right? There's like this difference, right? Ask them how they support their clients, what that looks like. Ask them about how they see you getting results with them. They should be able on a sales call to literally be like, we're going to do this because of this and you'll get this result. And if not, go vet, go vet some other things. But I always think talking to a past client or watching a video testimonial is really the key, right? Make sure, making sure it's like fresh. That's how you know you're going to be in a really great container, right? If they're not just sharing about how much money they've made or their results. Like you want to make sure that they can replicate that for you. If somebody's not getting like the proper amount of growth or making the amount of sales that they want to and they've been at it for, I don't know, a chunk of time, do you think that that's a sign to like it's not working, it's not resonating with people or are you... Are you someone that's like, it's probably fixable or like, cause I think on one, like some people are like, if, if it doesn't catch like within a year or whatever, it's probably like, it's the universe's mm -hmm. way of saying like, move on. It's if it was going to happen, it would have happened. Like all of that stuff. And there are other people that are like, no, you're probably just like not, you probably just not using the right tools or like engaging in the right way. So what are your thoughts on like somebody that's having a slow start? I have a couple, like, I'll call them like philosophies, right? The first one is we want to go deeper, not wider. So most of the time when it's not working is because we haven't seen it all the way through, right? And so when we don't see it, anything all the way through, like we can't actually be like, did this work or not? Like imagine like trying to like, you know, get like get better with food, right? Like you just want to like eat healthier. And one week you tried keto, the next week you tried intermittent fasting, the next week you did the whole 30, right? Or a couple weeks in between. And you're like, nothing's working. And I'm like, well, I wonder why, right? Because you tried three different things and you never saw any of them through. And I think sometimes in business, we lose logic. It's so emotional. Like we're just like really wanting to get out of our nine to five and it's very you know, emotional, and we kind of lose that sense of logic in our brain. And so what I teach is like, let's just simplify the shit out of all of this, because what you actually need to get clients is very clear, right? You need an offer, you need a community that feels seen by you, you need a solution that they love, and you need a sales process. That's all you need. You can make 100k with just those four things. But our brain is wired to think a couple things. If I work harder, 
then I'll make more money. I can't be simple. If it was simple, like that's just impossible, right? And so I really would tell people like, there's just gaps, right? You're not doing anything wrong. You don't need to bring shame into the conversation. You're really meant to do this, I promise. Now let's go deeper, okay? Why are certain things not working, right? Where can we pull this apart? It's not about adding more or trying to be the best of the best. Like, it's just like, where are the gaps currently? Where can we simplify this? Where can we make this business from your strengths, from your values? And it works. And then the second part of it is stop being in a rush, right? We get in the online space and we're like, I have to be out of my nine to five in a year. And if not, I'm a failure, right? I have to be at these 10K months or whatever. And it's like, stop being in a rush. Because when you're in a rush, you put pressure on yourself and your business. And it's not the kind of pressure that builds diamonds. Like it's the kind of pressure that burns you out. And you're like, why am I doing this? And then your qual- the quality of what you're producing is it sacri- is suffers. It suffers. Yeah. And you suffer. You're about to break your laptop. You're like this. I'm about to break this. I'm about to go back and get, you know, leave my dreams at the table. So it's like changing the whole idea of time, right? You're not in a rush to get out of this space. Like it's going to happen. What was your startup journey like? Like how did you... Like, I know we, we covered how you got there and like the, the steps, but like how when you started your business... How long until you like booked your first client or like how and how hard was it to keep going and stuff like what was that process like for you? In the first four months of running my business. So I started August 2019. Like that's when I officially announced like I was taking on business coaching clients. I got two clients in four months and I thought that was horrible. I was like, oh, my God, I am the worst here I am just paid like $7,000 for this business coach. Like I was mad. I was really angry. I had no peace. And so before I started 2020, I did some healing. I did some mindset work and that kind of auto-corrected the next. And then I got fully booked for the first time in two months and then went to launch like a group program, but business ebbs and flow right? Sometimes it's not always up, up and up. In that first year of business, you know, like I was able to create like well over 50k in sales and stuff like that. So it just kind of depends, right? But I think the pivotal moment was like that switch in how I saw myself as a CEO. It's based on like the uniqueness and personalness of your business and yourself and And your schedule and then your journey like everyone's journey is different yeah it's based in so many things too like also like your privilege and like I was lucky enough like where my husband like was able to like we and and what paycheck you're replacing like I was in the social work world like it was not hard to replace my paycheck in two weeks right Like if you're like a, it's very situational. And I think the more we're honest about that, the more peace people have, right? Like I have clients who have like a six figure earning in a nine to five. So it's going to take a minute to replace a six figure salary. When you said that you took some time to do some self-healing, what, if you don't mind sharing, what were some of the things that you did? I had a lot of money trauma and- Uh. Money mindset and money healing is so connected to your business. It literally 
if it's not self-trust, like it's money, which is safety. And so I had so much hurt around money and like feeling like money doesn't support me and that it liked other people more than me and that it comes and goes in debt, like all the shame. And that was like my first step into healing my relationship with money. And when you begin, and it's a very ongoing relationship, it's just like anything else, like, but that's, that was the work for me. Like, that was like, okay, we got to kind of regroup. We got to go back in time. We got to heal some shit. We got to really rethink about how we want to see money because it's so interconnected to your business and sales and just literally everything. Do you have a a business coach? Like, yeah, I just, I had a business coach from January to August. That's so interesting. That's like, the therapist like the therapist goes to the like therapy therapist like the therapist therapist (laughs) yeah and she rocked my world like it was the best investment I've ever made and that's the important part of vetting right making Mm -hmm. sure you're really gonna be in a space that you feel like you can just be yourself be safe get results get help I try to have a business coach about once a year not the whole year right I don't we don't need that toxic codependency culture but I like to I really thrive in a space where I'm supported. So, and do you have a different, do you try and get different coaches like once a year? Is that like something that you try and do? My first business coach, we haven't worked together since. My second business coach, I would work with her again in a heartbeat. I think it's finding who you vibe with. And sometimes it takes a couple coaches and it doesn't mean the first coach wasn't amazing. It just was like, I found a coach who could really coach me and she would give me tough love like there was like it was a really great space and so I would hire her again in a heartbeat what's the process of saying like okay I think I'm good for now like I'm gonna like take a pause from my from my coach and then and then re like it's like how do you know when when it's time to put the coach down is that what you're yeah (laughs) like take take a pause from the coach and then go back to being by yourself and then picking maybe picking them back up at a later to like avoid the codependency situation yeah so there's always a contract right so you enter into a contract with a coach and for me usually when that contract ends is when I kind of I'll I'll take a moment I'll literally this goes back to self-trust I'll like ask myself I'm like do I want to continue on right because there's usually availability to like resign or like do I want to implement this all do I am I ready to get back in the swing of things right and so it's just kind of knowing what that what that feels like to you I always think after a very long coaching container like we were January to August it was it's really good for me to just be on my own for a little while and you kind of figure out like when you need support versus when it's you're like you can support yourself very interesting I like that idea of um there ha- there being like a time a timeline like when you have a contract like we're only in co- we're in contract for a couple months and like then six you can, months on six months off <laughs> and then you can reavail and see how you feel see how the business feels and see how the relationship with the coach feels and then decide maybe I'll maybe I'll like yeah take take um take the training wheels off if you will and see how I do on my own um, I, I kind of like, the, I like that, that idea yeah, because it forces you to do that check-in with yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And like, I've been working with a client since January and our contract ends like the first week of November. 
And, and it's been crazy, right? And I really know that she'll be able to have the tools and everything that she needs to move forward and that the door's always open when it feels right for her to get reinvested, right? And sometimes your business calls for different things, right? Do you need to hire a team member now, right? Or do you want to um, like hire something more specific, like someone in human design? Like it's, it's nice having those options. What are sort of some of your future goals and aspirations and dreams for the, for the future? I really see myself hosting in-person retreats in the future. I really have been missing the vibe of being with people. So I can't wait for that. I think way down the future, it could be fun to like write a book I I talk so much and I can like write like my captions are always so long my stories are so long I just have a lot to say right that's good about the matter um and I have like a signature group program it's called so long side hustle academy and like I really see that being like a very highly sought out program based on the people inside of it and the results they get like I really want to be known for one thing at this moment and it would be to make sure that women are and men and people who identify as whatever like feel really like that they can have wealth coexist with their passions right and see that money come in and see themselves change and see themselves as an expert so that's kind of the move I'm making I really love what you just said um like see wealth within their passions I really like that a lot. Whether that and that wealth could just be so empowering. Yeah, that wealth know? could be financial, or the wealth could not be financial. Um, because some people don't want their passion to be the thing that they is like the work for them. But that's definitely something that we're striving to help people with. Even just with this podcast, is that we want everyone to go out there and live their dream, no matter yeah. what that looks like, and we want to help them succeed to do that. So I love that you said that. I love that you guys are doing that. Like, think about the space that you're creating for people. You know, like. It's just incredible, like, the ripple effects of actually living in alignment. It's like, it gives me goosebumps. It's crazy. That sort of fiery feeling of I, uh, whenever I see someone who is like, I want to do this thing, but I can't. And it's just like, that makes me, that gets me fiery. It's like, why mm. can't you? If you really like, want to. Let's, if you, like, work back with the questions. Yeah, it's, it's like, back the I, want, I want you to be happy. And I, it, it kills me to see you sitting there saying that I'll never be able to have be that happy. thing that I that I really want. And, and, and also, I feel like it's if the fact that maybe it's not, maybe it isn't. But, like, you'll never be able to know. And so you'll never know for sure if it's not Unless you thing. try. So, like, if you, like, let's say you think that. I, I really want to start a crochet company, but I just, I can't do that. I can't do that. I've got too many things in my place. Like, just like stupid idea. I could never, do, I could never do that. But even if the crochet company wasn't the thing for you, the fact that you, d- you didn't take that step to figure it out that that thing wasn't the thing for you. It is incredibly frustrating. And then even, but even if it was, even if the crochet shop is your thing, just start small. Like you yeah. don't even need to, you don't start. What can you do today that will get, take you a step close? a step closer start like putting a dollar away a day if that's like if that's what you are trying to do just to like start whatever side hustle for a conference Mm. what do you think you would do or have or talk about I foresee it being a intimate small group at first again my whole thing is deeper not wider like where can we expand who you are who who how you see yourself 
And then how can we expand your mission bigger? Sometimes the mission gets lost in the sauce when creating a business. But when we're really connected to that vision, right, that fiery side, like where can we go with that? Like where can we think bigger and innovate, you know, at a very wide scale? Here's like a weird big question. What do you hope to see change in the business world? Honestly, I like will die on this hill. Like I'm so over the copy and paste MLM vibes that we get from coaching. Like I'm like, I'm gonna take it's coaches, teaching coaches, teaching coaches, teaching coaches, right? And nothing's innovated. I mean, no one really knows what they're kind of doing, right? Because everything is copy and paste, right? So it's a very tell, 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 tell energy, we've got to change it. And what that really comes down to is making sure that you know how to teach concepts and not tell people what to do, right? Making sure you know how to coach the person and the problem versus just telling them to write affirmations, right? That's really where I would love to see it is more people in integrity and really making sure that anyone who could step into their container will learn and be able to implement or they will be able to heal and unlearn some thoughts. And it's, but they get to choose how they do everything, right? That's that self-trust piece. I'd love it if we could slide right into that peachy clean segment. Have you had an opportunity to think about something you want to come clean about? This is hilarious. And I love that you do it. (laughs) I I asked my husband, I was like, what should I like? I have a lot of embarrassing moments. (laughs) What should I do? And he gave me this one. It's pretty funny. So something like, let me set the scene. Like, Mm -hmm, I'm I'm a hot mess. Like, there's... I'm always doing something that's just like, how did this happen? Like recently I like was trying to like, you know, they, the tag on your jeans. Yeah, right? sure. So I was like cutting it and I like, stabbed myself with the scissors. Wow. Like, um, like I'm the type of person that like locks myself out of my house. Like I cut an avocado, stab myself in the hand. Like I'm just kind of a mess. It so, sounds like somebody might have been born during a retrograde or two. <laughs> oh my god, probably. Because we we found out this past year that we're we were born during two retrogrades, and apparently, you know, when when everyone's like, "You're in a state of retrograde," that um, we got our birth charts read this year, and he was like, "So good, good." Like, interesting news. You were born during two retrogrades, so you're immune when like planets go retro when when the retrograde happens, we're like, oh my oh, God, amazing. Fabulous. And they're like, he was like, he was like, no, no, no. Because you're always in the state of retrograde. Yeah. So it's and like, we're like, you don't get double retrograde during like Mercury retrograde, but you're, that's just kind of your equilibrium. So like this idea, like what happened in the beginning, we were having technical difficulties. That shit happens to us all the time. So I bet that was the three of our ret- retrogrades. Oh my God, it Working was. together in tandem. Anyways. <laughs> I need to look this up. I because probably we call them Reagan moments because they're just like so often. And what's really important to know here is like my husband's the person who always has to always has to bail me out. Now that you guys know I'm a hot mess and I was probably born in a retrograde, which is very insightful because I need to know this stuff. Um I had just gotten 
a puppy. His name is Ralph. He's a golden retriever. He's cute. So oh, cute. So munchy. Ralph and Reagan. Yes. And then <laughs> his name is Rosie. It's Rosie, um, Ralph, and Reagan. And then there's Austin, but it's fine. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. He'll take the uh, picture. He'll take the Christmas card photo. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> so. We live in an old house, like we rent an old house, and um, Ralph, you know, was getting potty trained and didn't make it in the backyard, so he peed, and it went into this really big vent, like a huge vent, and so I'm like, oh shit, well, I gotta, I gotta clean this out, so I pick up this metal grate, and um, my my whole basement is cement, okay, this is important to know, and so I'm like, okay, I gotta clean this pee off this vent that ventilates off heat. Like, I don't want our house smelling like piss. And so I get a rug and I thankfully use my foot. And I'm not done. Like, I don't put all my weight on this thing. And I'm rubbing it back and forth. It splits in half. And I thankfully don't fall all the way through the vent. But my almost my whole body falls through the vent. And I catch myself by my arm. Oh, my God. <laughs> and literally... I was like, I'm in the middle of my bed. Sweetie. Hey, hey honey. <laughs> I, I need your help. <laughs> I work home alone. So I'm like, oh no. Hopefully, I have enough leverage and I get myself out and I am like in fight mode. I'm like, I almost died. I was helping with mint and I'm beat up. Like, I am bruised everywhere. And I like am calling Austin. I'm like, I fell through the floor. He's like, we have hardwood floor. <laughs> I like you. Just need to get home. Like I'm not sure I'm okay. Oh just, my god! I just fell through the floor. Get the fuck home. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I feel like Austin when he when he was going in for his like career switch or whatever. He was like, "Listen, my I can't tell you how many times my wife almost dies home alone. <laughs> I need to work from home." <laughs> Well, Thank you so much for sharing. You're, you're all now peachy, peachy clean. clean. Woo! I love it. Do you want to roll through where people can find and connect with you? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram. That's where I hang out a lot. A lot. It's <laughs> at underscore Reagan, R-E-G-A-N. Always got to spell it. Um, Storm. Just come DM me. If you found me through this podcast, like, I would love to meet you. I don't yeah. fight. I, I don't I'd be on Instagram. So. Yeah. Practice yeah. a little self-trust and, and give a little slide into those DMs. Mm-hmm. I love it. <laughs> yeah. All of Reagan's goodies will be in the show notes, so definitely head over and check them out. Yeah. So there's going to be a free training attached to the show notes, I believe. And so it's all about overcoming your mindset blocks and kickstarting your business. And so it's a whole training over what it looks like to overcome the imposter syndrome or the market's too saturated because I feel like that's the best starting point is to understand that those things aren't ultimately true. So it's a video training. It's like 30 minutes. It comes with a workbook. Um, All you have to do is just input your email and then you'll be taken to like a fun course portal and it's yours forever. All right, Peaches, that does it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for joining and thank you so much to Reagan for coming on, giving us all of those wonderful business coach 
tips. I hope you took something valuable away from the conversation. If you like what you heard, definitely share this episode with your friends and family. Screenshot it, post it to your story so we can share it. Let's get that going. Subscribe to us on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. If you're on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and leave that five-star written review. We would really appreciate it. It really helps get the podcast out there, find new eyes, and helps the podcast grow. So we would really appreciate your support there. You can follow us on Instagram at Let's Talk underscore Peaches. We're also on TikTok. All of the things. Send out all of the love. I hope you all have an amazing rest of your week, and we will see you back here for another episode on Monday. Bye, Bye, Peaches. Peaches. Peaches.